classic. And then he had the uh, the joint about hating his job. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> wasn't it called I Hate My Job? Mm-hmm. Yo, Grandma we are recording. This is oh. wrestling with our homies. I'm Quan. I'm joined by the homies Sylvan and the homie Cooley. And before this came live, we were talking about Cameron, one of my favorite artists. He had this song about hating his job. You know who seems like they hate their job today? Brian Danielson. <laughs> oh, <Bellas>. man. <laughs> we taking it there that, that fast, huh? I wasn't, even, I wasn't even planning on saying any of that, but because we were talking about Cameron's Hate My Job song, it got caught. I might as well tie it back in with wrestling. What's going on, Brian Danielson, man? Yo, man, I need that fine character, bro. I need it. <laughs> I need it, bro. I don't care. I don't care I don't what care. they got to do, bro. Yo, make him the guy giving wrestlers fines and then whooping the ass if they don't pay him, bro. I need <laughs> it, bro. I need that character. I will listen. I will turn in. I will tune into AEW religiously for that character alone. Just they as a heel, just, just just coming out and just like giving them, <laughs> giving out <laughs> fines to wrestler who. <laughs> Instead of throwing glizzies, he's throwing tickets. <laughs> hey, yo, I need that. I can't believe this is what Brian Danielson has come to, though. In 2023, it's like, yo. Because we've all worked with a person who, like, took their job too serious and was, like, really on some some nanny type shit. Like, like I I don't want to say the name on the podcast. Cooley know who I'm talking about. I'll put his name in the chat. But um, I used to work with a boy who was, like, hold on, let me put that in the chat. You know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah, let me see. Cool, Cooley know who it is. Cooley know who it is yeah, for sure. I don't know because we is. both we both worked with this person. He was cool outside of work, but like uh, once we, <laughs> yeah, yeah, once we got to work, it was like man, <laughs> he thought he was in charge of the world. It's like bro, you make the same fifteen dollars I was making. Like what are you doing? Calm down, my brother. But um, cool. Yeah, how I look. <laughs> Like, like a damn snitch. <laughs> like a snitch. Like I'm about to snitch on like somebody right now. Somebody right there <laughs> But Cooley, man, I saw some What's news that I saw some news that you might you, you ain't like, man. What's going on? What made a fourth, bro? You were oh, so excited. Yo, <laughs> I saw that too. I saw that on Twitter, dog. That's bro, cold. listen, man. Disneyland. Disneyland decided not to do Star Wars night on the fourth because it's on a weekend. And those who know, the weekend is like the most craziest days at Disneyland. So the next time May 4th is on a weekday, it's 2026. So I'm sick. <laughs> so there is there is no lightsaber day Bro, or whatever. There's, no, there, that's crazy. There, there's, there's lightsaber days, but it's just not on the 4th. And I just feel like it's that's kind of pointless because May the 4th, May the 4th. Be with you. Yeah, that's real. <laughs> yeah. That's so corny, so I won't Yo, I'm sorry, I won't be dude. at WrestleMania. May the 4th be with you is so corny. <laughs> hey, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, if we get the right main event for WrestleMania, we in there. Yeah, man. We in there. We yeah, in we there. out. We breaking the bank, man. We spending everything yeah, this man. time. Bro, that shit going to be expensive, though. Like, yeah, it's some crazy flights, hotels, food, food, jackets. Man. But that's why we got to, we got to, we got <laughs> to do it early. Pause. We got to do it early. Though. Yeah, like, like we got to, we got to figure out right, like right after Royal Rumble. Depending on who wins that Rumble or how that goes, that's when we need to decide whether we we flying out or we staying home. Because uh, apparently they already sold like forty thousand tickets so far. Damn. I'm not surprised. I'm not yeah, surprised. Dog. It's looking like we in we in one of those eras. Now I'm saying I don't want to I don't want to say the word because I know people at home might get mad. But we we in one of those eras right now. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But look, before we started talking <laughs> wrestling, we were talking about this Star Wars May the Fourth. Cooley, you're a big Star Wars fan. But before we came live on this podcast, <laughs> hey yo, oh Kwan. no, <laughs> yo, I, I gotta put you out there. I gotta put you out. There. Yo, before we came live, we were having a conversation. Cooley does not believe space is real. Cooley, yeah. please explain to me what what are we what are you talking about, man? Space what is, is this not real, mean? man. The sky is blue because it's the ocean. <laughs> I just like dog, like I can't do this. The sky is blue because it's the ocean. Do you know what NASA means in Hebrew? What does in it mean? Hebrew? In Hebrew. What do I mean? don't know. What it means? What it means in Hebrew? It means to deceive. No way. Huh. Let me let yeah, me Google do. that. It do. Hey, hold on, hold on. Yeah, do your Googles and let me know. And you know one thing I didn't understand. 
What? If you're landing on the moon, right? First of all, who put the camera there for you to land on the moon? Anyways, <laughs> so if you're if you're on the moon, right? Yeah, why right. is there shadows? Where is these shadows coming from if you're on the moon? Hey, and why the flag was know. waving like that? Like the wind was blowing. <laughs> hey, like, hey, Cooley might be on to something, man. <laughs> Cooley might be on to something. I don't know. I don't know if, if, if space hey, but man. Sylvan is really looking it up it right says, now. It says NASA does not mean to deceive in Hebrew, nor oh. is the word. It oh, don't yo, the word found bamboozled in Greek. me, my that, that means to lift. Come on, man. I'll show you the details. This is in the world's events of the Bible. Hey. Nah, man. It means to deceive, oh. man. NASA I got it Hebrew. right here. I got it right yeah. here. Does to lead NASA astray, mean? to delude, <sighs> to morally to seduce. To bamboozle. The Hebrew word of the week is NASA, to lift up, take up, and carry. This is in the he- this is in the Hebrew uh yeah, I don't think it means to deceive. What yeah, is, dude, all, right, all right, let's put let's put let's let's put what does this what does deceive mean in Hebrew? Okay. Or what does deceive. it mean to or what's the word? Or like word? what is the yeah, what is sure deceive in Hebrew? No, but it's, it's gonna be it's gonna deceive. be a it's gonna be a word like this though. You can't you can't do that because it's gonna be like it's gonna be like symbols. Like one of these words. Yeah, yeah, I don't like I don't symbols. I don't I don't know the logistics of, of I'm Hebrew so confused, language. man. I have no idea what y'all are talking about at this point. <laughs> Hey man, listen. This, so what's this in the sky, nasty, bro? So this is nasty so what, Hebrew, right? Okay. Hebrew, okay, okay. And this means what does this to mean, delude. bro? To, what does this it, mean? It, it, I'm looking at it, logos. It, it mean, it, look at look at the logo means a primitive root to lead astray. That's the definition of it. That's all. I'm oh saying, no, man. Right hey, look, Cooley, Cooley might be onto something. Cooley might be onto something. It might be the ocean in the sky, my brother. We might be so, under the sea so right what, now. So what is what is what is our what is outside of the world that we live in? Like is it, are we, we have, living in a we bio have dome? no we have no idea. We live in a dome, man. We live in a dome. All right, coolie wildin', coolie wildin'. <laughs> we live All in a right, dome. Oh, I know it's the Astro Dome. <laughs> oh no, I I don't I don't know where we went with that. <laughs> Look at the podcast world about to treat me like Kyrie. So uh about this wrestling. <laughs> We need a conspiracy character in pro wrestling, bro. We hey, need man. a character that just comes out and it's just like, I don't know who's pulling the strings, but it's not really Triple H. Then we have, um, was it Sami Zayn on that at one point? That's right. He had like that's kind of how he got popping, right? Like, yeah, he had the conspiracy. I'm not gimmick. crazy, and he would just come out and, <laughs> <laughs> and say, "There's a conspiracy Yo, to, <laughs> to forgot like about that, that gimmick was higher too." That that was the gimmick that led to the Jackass match at WrestleMania, and I know a lot of people. Granted, they hated yeah. it because like Sami Zayn is Sami Zayn, and he shouldn't have been wrestling Johnny Knoxville <laughs> at a WrestleMania. But the match was fire to me. I love it. I thought it was. I thought it was hilarious. I thought that the, the fact that the mouse trap broke and it didn't snap at the end, I thought that added to the match being hilarious. So I wasn't mad at it. Bring bring conspiracy theorist Sami Zayn back, man, because Sami needs something. I like he that music something. he had too. It was like, dun, 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 dun. nah. He would just come out. He would come out dancing. He would come out dancing all crazy. He would come out dancing like, bro, I, what are you doing? We're not doing that. I like the dun, dun, dun. I hate that superhero ass music. Come man. on, Sammy bro. was only interesting when he was in Bloodline. Man, let's just keep it. A, let's mm. keep it a beanstalk. I don't feel that way. I feel like Sammy was most interesting. Well, he was most interesting with the bloodline, but I feel like he was interesting with that conspiracy theory. I mean, that conspiracy uh, uh, gimmick. I thought. Oh, it was but tight. when? Oh, but when a white man do it? Oh, okay. But with his knee, <laughs> yeah. All right. Cool say, when yeah, Cooley says when the acting. ocean is in the sky, all of a sudden it's a problem. But when Sammy Zayn says it, it's like, oh, Sylvan yeah. falls in line. Then yeah, yeah, yeah some being, on some being, some being entertained. <laughs> not trying oh, to convince. Wow. Yeah, no, I try to be convinced of. Right, I gotta, I gotta get more. That I have questions. Points, <laughs> I just, I, I, I just, I just have questions. That's all. I, I'm not saying you're not wrong. I'm not saying you're not right. I'm just saying I don't understand. Hey, shout out to Sammy Zay. Dome man, just crazy. <laughs> stop, bro. Living stop. in a dome is crazy, bro. We it's like the crazy, Truman Show, bro. about to run into like a wall. Hey, imagine, imagine <laughs> one day you just walk in and you just boom, you hit the edge, and it's like, oh shit, Cooley <laughs> <laughs> was right. Like, hey yo, hey yo, what the? Uh, man. <laughs> hey yo, what the? <laughs> Before we get off this topic, R.I.P. Stanley, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, facts. Yeah, that's facts. yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. That is crazy. Yeah, facts for sure. Yeah, yeah for real. Yo, and look, before we get into our first topic, I just want to say, did y'all see the news that WWE is ending its home videos? 
Yeah, I saw that. I'm I like, didn't see wow. that. That's crazy. End of an era. End of an era. End of an era. What was the best home video that WWE ever did? Ooh, the TLC gosh. joint? Because that TLC joint with the Dudley Boys, Edge and Christian, and the Hardys. That's always going to that be fire. fire. That was fire. Yeah. One of them Judgment so Days from 2001 women. is incredible. I like Judgment, judgment Day. Day? Uh, judgment Day, 2001. I be forgetting that Judgment Day was a pay-per-view. Like, yeah. before, it was a whole yeah. ass faction. It was At a pay-per-view. Judgment Day? <laughs> Yo, Judgment Day was fire. Yo, I used to love I love judgment 98, Day. man. Judgment Day had, like, one of the biggest matches of all time. It was like a Hell in a Cell with The Rock. Stone Cold, Rikishi. Oh, was it the like the eight man joint or whatever? And six Rikishi man. got tossed off the top of the cage and yeah. landed like a truck with a haystack. That day was fire. Undertaker, bro. Kurt Angle, and then Vince McMahon was going around being like, "You don't have to do this match. You, you, you don't <laughs> have to put your life on the line. This is this is ridiculous." Yeah, he was that like was, playing it up. I was like, "Oh, this is crazy. Like, this is that really, was really dangerous." That was. So look, so so WWE's home videos, they've been producing these for like decades. They had uh, like the original WrestleMania and like all the pay-per-views they would put to home video. But they also would do like kind of compilations. So like there was like a TLC one where they had like the Hardy Boys, the Dudley Boys, and Edge Christian. And they kind of just recapped their careers up to the point of the TLC matches. There was a Three Faces of Foley uh, VHS. I know y'all remember that. I remember and, that. Real. And... My favorite, I actually have it with me right now. It's right next to me. If you're in the podcast world, if you're not watching this on YouTube, I have to describe what I got in my hands right now. It's Kurt Angle. Kurt it's Angle. True, it's, it's true. true. It's true. I have true. the original Jeez. VHS. I don't have I'm a VHS next player. Or, what is it? A VCR. I definitely VCR. don't have a VCR. <laughs> I bought this maybe two years ago. It was on eBay for $2. So I'm like, you know what? <laughs> Why not? Let me buy Kurt Angle. It's true. It's true. That's one of my favorites, though. VCRs, man. Yo, VCRs, Kurt Angle man. at that time, like the three eyes. What was the three? Uh, intensity, intelligence, integrity, intelligence, and integrity. Intelligence, yeah. That that gimmick was so in- insane, man. It was like easy to hate, but at the same time, it was funny enough that you kind of loved them. Yeah. Yeah, man. R.I.P. to a, to an era, man. Wow, yeah, man, that's <sighs> tough, dog. <sighs> then they had a, they had an ECW one too. I forgot what it was called. The rise <sighs> and fall of ECW. It's probably that one. The rise and fall of ECW is hilarious. I, I'm sorry, like watch it. <laughs> Wait, when you, you damn, mean, bro. bro? When you bro, <laughs> when you funny? watch it, when you watch it, when you watch it, like it starts off like incredible. It's like wow, what an incredible company. And then when you see how it falls, <laughs> uh, it's really just because <laughs> it's really Paul just because Paul Heyman was just like. Like, play, like trying to rob Peter to pay Paul. It's like, yo, I got you tomorrow. <laughs> it's like, yo, we ain't been paid in like six months, bro. Like, what's going yeah. on? like what are we doing? Like, everybody's sold yeah. out. We have no money. It's like, why are we like, why am I not paid, dog? We are sold out for like 10 dates. Hey, Paul it's Heyman, tough. though. Paul Heyman got a mouthpiece on him. Pause. That sounds yeah. crazy. Pause. Paul Heyman can talk his way out of anything because it was dudes like Tommy Dreamer who like hadn't been paid by Paul Heyman for like two years. And he was still out there just working hard as he could. Two years just is like, yo, crazy. Yo. Paul Heyman ain't paying nobody. Bro, he was like, I was just like, yo, where's it's, all the money going? Well, you know, he couldn't scale it. It's just like, bro, insane. what are you doing? Insane. The best home but, media out that list is WrestleMania X7. No, no. I mean, no, God. Up. What are we talking uh, about? I mean, well, WrestleMania the is the best era. WrestleMania ever, but yeah, come on, that's about? that's the it best is. WrestleMania ever. It oh is, man. Yes. Oh, you know God. it is. Yes. Oh on, my man. God, it is. Y'all, y'all in y'all in this this damn attitude era. I, I, matter of fact, let's get into our first topic because I want to talk about eras. I want to talk about golden eras, and I want to talk about boom periods. Let's start with hip hop, man. Let's start with hip hop. I'll ask you, Sylvan, what's the golden era of hip hop? Not, not to you, not your personal opinion, but just in general. What's what's the consensus of the golden era of hip hop? Um, the consensus of the golden era of hip hop is usually the late '80s, early '90s. That's yes, what a lot sir. of people a lot of people say that that's the best time for hip hop. It was the most well, not most profitable, but it was the most like uh, conscious and positive and forward thinking, progressing. Um, people say late '80s, early '90s. Early right, 90s. so a lot of people say late 80s, early 90s. That's when we got birth to a lot of our favorite hip-hop artists of all times. everybody from the Nas to the Jay-Zs. A lot of people will tell you that 
the golden era is the mid nineties. I hear that a lot. Um, the Wu Tang clans, the Lauren Hills and Fugees, the the Mob Deeps, the Outcasts. A lot of people feel like the nineties as a whole is the golden era of hip hop, and nothing of today can even stand close to that or stand next to it. Cooley, let me ask you this: What's the golden era of basketball? And not your personal opinion, but just the consensus. We, we know what it is. We are, who, who, whose era <laughs> is the golden era of basketball? Michael Jordan. That's the early 90s because nobody wasn't talking about Jordan in the 80s like that because he was getting, you know, exactly, ran over. Exactly. So. Yeah, now, right, right, yeah. right. Now, the, the older, older, older heads will probably tell you that, you know, Wilt Chamberlain and, <laughs> and George Mikan. <laughs> this, is, this is the golden era. But for the most part... People feel that, you know, the gatekeepers, at least, they feel that Michael Jordan's era is the best era of basketball. And Michael Jordan is the greatest of all time. I mean, the nigga three-peated, won three championships back to back to back, retired, decided I want to come back, came back, and won three more championships. So it's like a lot of people feel that, you know, the product of today can't stand next to that. Which brings me to my question of the day. Cooley, let me ask you this again. What's the golden era of pro wrestling in terms of like a boom period? Damn, that's hard, man. That's Just really go ahead hard. and say it, man. Just go on and say it. Go on and say I'll it. say it. I'll say the mid nineties to the early two thousands. He fell for the trap, fellas. He fell for the trap. Ninety seven to ninety seven to oh two. But why? Because that's that's because that's when we had our the most star power of all of wrestling history. In the attitude era, we had Stone Cold, we had The Rock, Mankind, DX, <clears throat> Kane, Undertaker. We had all these wrestlers. Now, as far as business, we are in the boom period when it comes to business because Thank time has you, changed. My brother. Of Thank course. you, my brother. Of course. I am here to tell you two fellas that today, <laughs> right now, as we sit here on this podcast and talk amongst each other, we are in a wrestling boom period. We are in a new golden era and a lot of old heads they just can't accept it because they love the 90s they love the stone cold steve austin's and the rocks and because of that they feel that nobody of today can stand next to those people and we saw the same thing with hip-hop because like i said the golden era of hip-hop was the 90s early 90s mid 90s whatever it's in the 90s at some point hip-hop kind of fell off that path in the 2000s <laughs> it led us down some dark times we had like you know the crank that eras, <laughs> the lean with it, rock with it, and the snap music. Y'all remember Laffy Taffy? Yeah, I remember Laffy Taffy. But I mean, oh, I, I mean, they still had some class. Like YT is a classic. You know what I mean? Oh, I think they low, like low, me. Yeah. It's a classic. Hey, low key, low key. Bow wow had a classic Laffy. verse on. Oh, I think they like me. Hey, low key, Laffy Taffy is a classic to me. Like that's just Yo, for sure. Laffy Ta Laffy Taffy was definitely a dark period. I won't lie. Like, <laughs> I like snap music, but that was like it was the worst rendition of snap music to me. Like the song, nah, the song. Nah, was. It was, it was Shotty Low, shout out to Shotty Low. But a lot of people would tell you that that era of music was terrible. And then something happened around like what, 2010, 2011. We got these three guys that came into the game and they kind of shifted the culture back to the lyricism. And we all know who the three guys were. Kendrick Lamar, Drake, and J. Cole. Now, no matter how much or how you might feel about any of these particular guys, you can't argue the fact that they kind of shaped the sound of music for the next 10 years. Like those three are still three of the biggest artists out right now, just because of what they brought to the game. They, they are the biggest the artists in the game. Like... They're the big three. They're, they're called the big three for a reason. They helped shift the sound of the game, but there's a certain segment of fans that just reject Drake. They reject J Cole. They reject Kendrick because they're so married to the idea that nothing can stand next to the nineties that they're going to reject what's right in front of them. And I'm here to tell you right now, at this point, at some point, you have to let the past go and accept what's right in front of you. You have to let the past go and accept the quality of today's content. Same thing happened with basketball. We all know Michael Jordan was Michael Jordan. But at some point, Michael Jordan had to retire. He can't play forever. He had to retire. So he walked away from the game. We got Kobe Bryant after that. And Kobe Bryant was incredible, but... Kobe Bryant was doing a lot of the same things Michael Jordan was doing as far as the footwork, as far as the, the way he played, the tongue out. He was pretty much mimicking what Michael Jordan was doing. But after Michael Jordan, I mean, after Kobe Bryant, then we got LeBron James, who was a cyborg. 
Like LeBron James was built like a tight end. He was built like a linebacker, but he ran the floor like a point guard. He had court vision like Magic Johnson. He had the athleticism of Michael Jordan. He was something that we had never seen before. After LeBron James, we got Steph Curry. This dude is taking three-pointers from half court, turning around and walking away before the goddamn ball even go through the hoop. We got guys like Kevin Durant, who's seven foot, the most skilled athlete we've ever seen at seven feet. But there's people that can't respect LeBron James. There's people that can't really look at KD and the Steph Currys of today and put them next to the Michael Jordans because they're so married to the idea of the product that they saw back in the day where Michael Jordan can't be touched. They're so married to the idea that nobody after Michael Jordan can stand next to Michael Jordan. But I'm here to tell you, at some point, we got to let go of the past and accept what's right in front of us. And that brings me to pro wrestling. Right now, we are watching some of the best wrestling that we've ever seen. And this is not just WWE. This is overall. The work rate of today is the best it's ever been. I know we all give Will Ospreay a lot of... uh, I, I'm sorry, I didn't want to cuss, but we all give Will Ospreay a lot of shit because Dave Meltzer loves to give him five-star match after five-star match, and we, we kind of hate that. But at the end of the day, we have to admit, the stuff that Will Ospreay is doing in that ring is incredible. He's doing stuff that we've never seen anybody do. So you got to kind of tip your hat to that. But not only that, we come on this podcast a lot, and we talk about Roman Reigns, right? And we talk about how he's only had 11 matches in 2023. We complain about it. We complain about it. But also, we forget, five years ago, the entire product was based around Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar. I want to say Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar probably headlined every major pay-per-view or every major premium live event. And you know why? They headlined every major premium live event because we had nobody else. Fast forward to today, Roman Reigns damn near took the entire year off, and WWE still had an incredible year. They still de- they, they still defeated every record that they have ever had as far as like financially, as far as audience sizes. WWE is on fire and Roman Reigns missed the entire year. He was able to miss the entire year because the star power is the highest it's been in what, two decades? When Roman Reigns is not there, we still got Cody Rhodes who has filled John Cena's shoes effortlessly. We still have Jay Uso who's becoming one of the biggest stars in the industry right before our eyes. And oh my God, we got L.A. Knight. L.A. Knight is pretty much a superstar that we thought we would never see. This is Stone Cold Steve Austin reincarnated. Now, yeah, he does borrow a lot from the past, but you can't you can't sit here and deny that L.A. Knight hasn't made his shtick his own. My point is the superstars of today can stand next to the superstars of yesterday. At some point, we have to acknowledge the fact that we're in a boom period. We are witnessing some of the best wrestling that we've ever seen. The ratings right now are through the roof. The attendance right now is through the roof. And, of course, we all know a lot of people like to argue that the the ratings were higher in the 90s. And granted, they were as far as, like, you know, people watching wrestling on TV. But you forget, we only had 100 channels in the 90s. This is a whole different era. For one, there's a million channels. For number two... You can watch pro wrestling anywhere. You can watch pro wrestling on YouTube. You can watch it on TikTok. You can watch it on the internet. None of us have cable. I don't have cable. Cooley doesn't have cable. Sylvan doesn't have cable. But somehow we're able to watch pro wrestling every single week. How is that? How is that? Because we find other ways. So don't sit here and tell me about the ratings in the 90s being higher than the ratings of today. WWE has broken every single attendance record in every city that it's traveled to this year. So I don't want to hear about the 90s anymore. I don't want to hear about the attitude era. I don't want to hear about how that's the golden era. I don't want to hear about how that's the boom period. We are living in the boom period. This is the golden era. This is the new golden era, and it's time for y'all to accept that. That's my TED Talk. <laughs> Dang, I don't want to hear about the attitude era. I'm going to talk I don't about, the hear about the attitude era. No, I'm going to talk about I don't want to hear about the attitude era. In my opinion, this is personally my opinion. I'm still gonna always choose the attitude era, man. It's like my but baby. Why? It's what made it's what made me a wrestling fan, man. Ever since I was seven, seven, eight years old, man. It, it, this is what brought me to this light, to this space. Now, so is it really? I will, so, it's not the boom. Oh, it's not. You're right about this. That we are in a boom period, like hands down. The, WWE is the hottest it's ever been in 20 years. It's pretty insane, especially all these records. 
and you were definitely correct. Um, back in the nineties, of course, the views were more higher because if you miss a show, you miss that show. Like that's it. <laughs> that's that was it. That was like it. It, it is. What I it was is. like, bro, we keep got, pushing. We got, we got links. We got Peacock. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We got com or <laughs> wink, wink. <laughs> so, you know, we're going to always tap in and tune in. But I feel like it's it's weird because I want to say that today's generation is kind of like the 80s as far as it? as far as the top guy being a top guy mm-hmm. and carrying a company for so long. Like Roman is the Hulk Hogan of the 80s. And everybody else is just playing the fiddle, if that makes sense. I, like that's what that's what it seems like. And here we go. Roman I, know Quan, I already know Quan will disagree. I disagree. Roman Reigns wrestled eleven matches the but this year. See, but that's the point though, because Roman Reigns only wrestled eleven matches, which means he damn near took the entire year off. Yet WWE still set records financially. WWE still sold out every single arena they went to. WWE is still breaking records everywhere they go. So it's like, how is everybody playing second fiddle to a man that's not even there if they're still selling out shows while he's not there? I think it's Explain the bloodline, to too. I think the bloodline plays a part. I think the... I don't, I don't, know, I don't understand, man. I don't understand. Silver, yeah. tell me something, I think, bro. I think the bloodline play a big part in this, too, because I feel like bloodline is carrying the company as well. And that's what... That's what made Roman who he is, the bloodline story. He didn't make him himself, you know, what it is. It's the bloodline story. And I feel like, yeah, let's 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 create this storyline. We you know we can keep every everybody focused and you know, um blinded by the fact that Roman has this much matches on his contract. So we're gonna do what we're gonna do in our power to, you know, trick everybody. And mm-hmm. that's what he did. The bloodline is carrying, man. I mean the bloodline did get Roman hot. I will never sit here and deny that. But I just feel like the, the, the product is still hot without Roman being around. Because we're, we keep talking about the 11 matches that Roman had this year. While failing to realize that WWE had an incredible, incredible physical year. Like they're selling out every arena that they go to without Roman Reigns because he's not there. So it's like, how can I say this guy is carrying the promotion when he's not even there? When I say that, I'm, 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 dis- I'm discrediting Cody Rhodes. When I say that, I'm discrediting Seth Rollins. When I say that, I'm discrediting Jey Uso. When I say that, I'm discrediting LA Knight. These, all, these are all guys who are selling more merch than Roman Reigns right now, by the way. I'm just saying. Sylvan, weigh in on this. Um, I've always said that my favorite period of wrestling ever is right now. I feel like we have WWE is hotter than it's ever been. The amount of talent that we have that has the potential to be main event stars has increased in a very short amount of time in the last Mm -hmm. six to nine months. Like nine months ago, we were talking about how there aren't enough stars that can really sit on the Roman Reigns level or made be made to uh, to be believable to be on that level. And in a short amount of time, we have a returning CM Punk. We have a bubbling L.A. Knight. We have a bubbling Jay Uso. Um, Seth Rollins is as hot as he's ever been. Um, Gunther. I mean, Gunther is 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 having his win, and it seems like he's about to outgrow the IC title and become who he's going to become. I mean, Jimmy Uso, Sola Sokoa. Um, I mean, I just feel like we are in a space where we're finally receiving what we've always wanted, which is talent that all seems like they're on the same level or could be on the same level. Now, do I feel like it rival? Do I feel like the top talent of today rivals the top talent in let's say the attitude era? I'm not going to say that. And the reason I'm not going to say that is because uh, I think that we still need a little bit more time um, just to kind of see how things pan out. I feel like we're still fresh in. Um, I know what the attitude era was like. I know what the ruthless aggression era was like. I mean, we got Eddie Guerrero, we got Triple H, we had, um, we had Kane, we had The Undertaker, we had The Rock. Uh, I mean, we had Shawn Michaels. We had. Mm. Um, it just kind of goes on and on and on. And I'm not. Okay. I'm not looking at it from a standpoint. I'm not looking at it from a standpoint of saying that we don't have the potential to be in that space, or looking at it from a standpoint of 
uh, saying that these guys that we are appreciating right now in a current moment um, can't live in that moment. You know what I mean? That's not what I'm saying whatsoever. But what I am saying is that we are in a space where I feel like these guys aren't as comparable right now to that era, just because, just how, because of what come? I've seen, just because of only the only reason I'm saying that is because only reason I'm saying that is because it's a little bit early. We got to understand we are just kind of getting to the space. LA Knight is freshly hot. Jay Uso is freshly hot. Cody Rose cemented. We did just get CM Punk. I mean, that is what that is. Roman Reigns is Roman Reigns. Seth Rollins is Seth Rollins. Gunther is getting there. Um, but we still need a little bit more time. I think I need about like six more months to really make a real assessment and be like, you know what? Like the talent, the top tier talent of right now trumps the top tier talent of uh the of um the attitude era and i'm not i'm not speaking from in ring work because in ring in ring we are leaps and bounds beyond oh, yeah, what facts, we're doing facts, we are leaps and bounds it's There's, not even it's not even comparable it's not even it's not even comparable it's not even comparable uh, comparable but like as far as character work um as far as uh star power i feel like we're finally beginning to get back to that place uh, but I, I still need a little bit more time before I jump out the window and be like, yo, the the, the talent now trumps the talent of, so, of a WWF um, so in I, the I, late 90s or something like that. I just want to point out that I, I, I'm definitely not saying that the talent of today trumps anything. But all I'm saying is that the talent of today can definitely stand next to the talent of yesterday. Oh, yeah. We, then, we, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because we talk about we talk about a lot of the guys in the Attitude Era as if they were just the biggest stars in the world. And that's because we were we were kids. We were kids watching Mankind put socks in people's mouths. So to us, Mankind was a megastar. But I'm here to let you know right now, outside of the wrestling bubble, don't nobody know who Mick Foley is. Uh, like, like, like don't uh, nobody know who Mick Foley is. We know, know Mick Foley know, because man. we are wrestling fans. I don't know. We, I don't know, man. Like, listen, we know. are wrestling I... fans, so we we love Mick Foley. He's the biggest deal to us. But go ask your mom. Does she know who Mick Foley is? I, I mean, guarantee she. Don't. I mean, like, we are, on, all, right, all right, all right. So, all right, let's let's kinda, let's, let's go. And, let's, wait, 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 and, and before I finish, I just want to okay. say, look at a guy like Bray Wyatt. To me, obviously. I'm sure you guys want to put Undertaker up here because Undertaker is Undertaker. But in my personal opinion, Bray Wyatt can stand next to Undertaker. And Bray Wyatt was of our era. Now, he unfortunately passed away early, so we didn't really get to see where exactly his career would end up. But to me, Bray Wyatt is still one of the biggest wrestlers of all time. He was outselling Roman Reigns and whoever was like top merch. He was outselling Cena in merch at one point. So it's like... And then the women... Don't we can be started oh, all the, the women. women is... Rhea Ripley? I mean, look. Bianca I mean, Belair, bro. It's little white yeah. kids in the audience that be wearing Bianca's Belair like fake braid and like waving it around in the crowd. Like <laughs> I mean these, these people the, are stars. I mean, I you mean, yes, absolutely. When you when we go when we regard the women one hundred percent. But you know, we, we that's also a different argument. There was there was the women's division was almost non existent at one point. You know, up until 2000, maybe 12, 13, 14, in terms of right. like, okay, we're going to actually take this division seriously. We're not going to just give you 10 minute, one minute. We're not, we're not going to give you one match for 10 minutes on Raw every week. We're going to actually try to build out the division with titles, with competitors who have real storylines, who are actually doing real things. So I 100% agree with you in that capacity. But I mean, I'm not going to slight, I'm not going to slight the characters of, of the attitude era or the ruthless aggression era like mankind mankind at its peak was wildly popular um wildly successful a lot of people knew who he was obviously I never that said he wasn't i'm not saying i'm saying obviously that doesn't transcend as if he was the rock or a stone cold or a triple h or uh undertaker or a i don't know a hulk hogan that's like a very finite sector of stardom when it comes down to wrestlers right but at its at its peak he was he was who he was now i'm not i agree with you i'm saying that i agree that the stars of today like the big stars of today could survive in a attitude or ruthless aggression era 100 they could stand next to any of those stars um but i do think like as far as like them being better or it being like or the star power or whatnot it's like I'm nah i don't i can't i'm not yeah and i'm not I'm saying, not you, saying you're saying it better. i'm not i'm not saying you're saying it i'm just saying like 
I just want to draw that line. That's that's a very See, like you know. So here's the thing: the fact that you even feel that you have to draw that line is one of the biggest problems that I have. Like the fact that you keep saying I'm not saying they're better, or you keep saying that like I don't want to slight the pat. The fact that showing love to what's going on right in front of us is considered sliding the past is the problem. Because, again, in basketball, there's a lot of people who just disrespect LeBron James every day. It's, it, there's literally Twitter profiles who are created just to like <laughs> go online and shit on LeBron James. Mm-hmm. And that's because these profiles feel like giving LeBron James any love is a slight towards Michael Jordan or a slight towards the past. And it's like you can appreciate the past while still – paying on what's the word homage homage. you can still pay homage to the past and and still appreciate what's right in front of you like the things that lebron james is doing is incredible we can acknowledge that while still having an affinity for the past like it it doesn't have to be a slight and the fact that you keep reiterating that like i don't want to slight mankind or i don't want to slight this person that mindset is the problem we got to get rid of that. We got to just appreciate what's right in front of us, man. Uh, but but I mean that's not reality though. And we and like reality is that things are always going to be compared to one another, you know? And when we're talking about certain aspects of culture or uh, time frames or what's going on right now versus what happened in the past like it's never going to be a oh this was great and this is great too and we're just going to live happily ever after. It's always going to yeah. be <laughs> but why what was better say or who did what? Ill. Why can't you just say, yo, this is ill and leave it at that? Why does it have to be this is ill, but it ain't that though? Like, why I mean, does that's, it's just, that's human that's that. human nature? I look at the Drake yeah, and Jay Z like deb- I look at the Drake but and Jay Z debate. It's just human nature. It's the Drake and like the like like look, I look at it as like the like LeBron and Jordan. I look at it as Drake and Jay Z, right? Like obviously Drake has done more from a successful standpoint, um, in music specifically than almost any artist ever you know let alone a jay-z but there's a current sector of people who will tell you that there's nothing that drake has done that jay-z has done um that can touch what jay-z has done just because of his impact to culture with certain albums and then also what he's done on the business um standpoint and uh the moments that he's created that will live forever in our minds right like it's just uh people love to go back and forth because they don't want to they don't want to they don't want you to forget that hey this did happen and don't try to slight someone just because mm. they're successful in their own capacity i'm not saying i agree with that it's not a slight I'm just saying, it's not i'm just saying that's just say, yo, we, for me to say yo we are in a golden era right now wwe not even wwe pro wrestling is more popular than it's ever been like we literally just saw the secondary promotion put 80,000 people in one arena We've never seen WCW, ECW, none of these secondary promotions from back in the day put that many people in an arena. So pro wrestling is the most popular it's ever been. Saying that is not a slight towards the past. It is. Saying that is is just acknowledging the current. It is a slight. It is a slight. And here's the reason why it's a slight. It's because even though I understand where you're coming from, Quan, you're coming from a like, let's go by the books and let's go by the stats and let's go by the numbers and look at things from an objective standpoint. We also have to look at things from how people perceive things in the past and also the facet of monoculture. Monoculture made things far bigger, right? At one point, when we watched Lil Wayne go on the Hip Hop BET Awards in 2006 and perform Gossip, we all remember that moment. There was only one way to watch that moment, and you had to either watch BET, or if you had a computer, you had to go to school the next day and see if you could go on BET.com and see if you and see if you could right. sneak, and sneak, and sneak to watch it. Like otherwise, it was right. just like you missed it, and it was what it was. And nine times out of ten, you didn't miss it because nobody missed those award shows back then. It's a it's a different perception of how big and shiny and crazy something was then versus how things are now where we're not living in monoculture but the product of wwe at its at right now is larger than it's ever been it's just a disassociation and it's hard to say yo wwe is as popular as it's ever been on paper when we had stone cold steve austin in 1999 and that felt like the biggest thing not just in music but also in the world right it was. Saying, felt. But, I, but it and, he, and but look at the end of the day i'm not saying i agree like i i'm not saying i agree um I, i'm sorry i'm not saying i don't agree with you Quan. i agree i'm just saying that like 
that's not that's not the reality we live in. We don't live in a world where people can hear what you're saying be and, and be like, oh yeah, use their brain because they're gonna remember they're gonna remember Stone Cold Steve Austin, you know, crushing the windows down and how big that felt and how big that actually was. So I'm just some people can t- some people will look at us and be like, nothing is bigger than Hulk Hogan, and I'm gonna say, well, yeah. Stone Cold was bigger than Hulk Hogan. You know, but for the guy who experienced Hulk Hogan, nothing was bigger it, than Hulk yeah. Hogan at the time. It's just like, well, I don't know what to right. tell you. I'm cool. I'm a, I'm here to say that Stone Cold Steve Austin is bigger than Hulk Hogan. That's all I wanted to say, mm, man. He's but but is he though? He's not though. No, he's not. Because <laughs> I hate Hulk Hogan. I hate Hulk Hogan. All, so it doesn't matter Hogan. what I mean, he could. Hogan. Hulk Hogan could be the biggest wrestler in the world, and I still would agree. I would disagree just off the fact. Bro was on I three ninjas. <laughs> he, was on, he was on Baywatch, <laughs> killing it. Yo, so look. Oh man. So what a lot. So a lot of what Sylvan is saying lets me lets me know that people's feeling towards this is is based on feeling like. You just can't you you can't get the feeling back that you get when you first experience something. That's just what it is. Like, for instance, the It remake. We you, you guys saw the the, the, the yep. was it Andy Muschietti, yeah, right? The Whatever it. the It. Uh, yeah. So that It chapter one and two, peak cinema. M- movies are incredible. Those are two incredible movies. But there's a segment of fans who will tell you that the original, um, was it called It or was it called? Um, it was called It. It was called yeah. It. Yeah, yeah. So, so there's people out there that would tell you that the original It was better than the remake, which is so obviously not true. That that original It series was very terrible when you watch it, like looking back at it now. But at the time when people saw that, they were kids. So of course they were scared. Of course they were terrified. Of course It was the scariest thing they had ever seen. They were seven scared. years old. I, I was scared. I was terrified. But now I'm able to disassociate from the feeling that I had when I was a child and I'm able to watch the current like product or the current rendition of that movie and say, this is objectively better than that was. So like, you got to remove your feeling from it. Like obviously when I'm growing up in the nineties, watching DX prosper, watching stone cold, Steve Austin and Kane and mankind and the undertaker, this is going to feel like the great craziest thing that I've ever seen just because this is my first time experiencing it. And a lot of people over the years, we become jaded with wrestling. Because we've been watching wrestling, what, three, four times a week, every single week for the last 20 years. Obviously, we're going to get jaded. We're going to lose that feeling that we had when we were kids. But you got to be able to dissociate from that. You can't just keep holding on to that feeling and looking for that feeling again. Let that go. That's the past. You're never going to get that back. Just appreciate what you're seeing now because we are watching one of the craziest eras that we've ever seen. This is Pro wrestling is so big right now. I turn on NFL football and I see people with wrestling titles. Like I, I was watching a Sexy Red video and Sexy Red had a, a WWE world title around her waist. This is Sexy yep. Red. What the hell is Sexy Red doing with a WWE logo on her? It's like pro wrestling is so big and popular today and people just can't accept that because they're so married to what happened in 1998 or what happened in 1989 when Hulk Hogan. It's like you can appreciate that and still show love to what's going on in front of you right now. That's all I'm saying. I feel you, man. You know, I, that's, not, that's never going to change. Yeah, it's never going to change. Come on, never. You comparing uh-uh. comparing apples to oranges is never going to change. They did it with Prince and Michael. We we literally just had a conversation about Nas and Jay Z. It's just never going. It's just everybody experienced things on their own on their own pace. At the end of the day, so it is what it is. Just got to stop chasing that feeling, man. Because I remember being on a school bus and listening to So Far Gone for the first time. Like, I remember uh, that. I remember that. So I, I stood up, bro. I stood up watching <laughs> for it. Bro, I stood up waiting for it to drop. Like, bro, I had homies, like, so I had homies call their hotel being like, yo, where is it? Because they literally. knew where they were at in L.A. Like, So Far Gone bro. was amazing, bro. Like, like I, I legit remember sitting on the back of the school bus with my headphones in, listening to So Far Gone. And it's like, obviously... I'm never going to get that feeling again from a Drake album, but I shouldn't expect that because like the time, like the the time of my life that I was in when that album dropped, the things that I was doing, the people I knew, like I'm never going to get that back. That was just the past. So I can't, I can't expect that feeling from another Drake album 20 years later. It's like, come on now, man. Like what are are we talking about? And this is why. Go to I, I no, think no, no. Pe- I, I want to hear this is why. What were you about to oh, yeah, say? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're going to drop a bomb. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. What are you going to drop, yo? This is why what? 
I was gonna say this is why I can't listen to Drake past 2016. Ah, uh, here we go. See, oh uh, yeah. god, look, look. All right, look. As a Drake aficionado, I can't get into this conversation. But what I will say is that um, I understand where you're coming from, Quan. I think people, I think people just want to not discredit their experiences, right? Like when I think about WrestleMania 17, like I think about. I'm, I'm, I, and I understand. I'm just saying. I, I just it's feel not like discredited. It's like I, if I, I want to discredit. I would just say, yo, the attitude era is trash. I, I'm and not I could say that because I, I low-key, a part of me feels that way. But I'm not gonna say that because I'm not gonna discredit what they did. I'm just I'm, saying. I'm not saying that you're saying that. I'm just saying that people will internalize things that way because that's how they feel, right? Like people will, like I, like for instance, right? I love WrestleMania 17 for one reason because the build of stone cold and the rock was mm. larger than life right you had stone cold at his peak the rock at his peak they seemed like they were equal and they were the biggest stars in wrestling and quite literally almost the world also like they were like you can mention stone cold with a michael jordan with a jay-z same thing same way you can mention the rock with a jay-z or a nelly or a Bill Clinton, like they were all in that same <laughs> scheme. Bill Clinton, Monica Lewinsky, yeah, all of them. You know what I mean? Like you can good. mention all of them and it'll be like, that's a superstar, right? And seeing that build and seeing how much they wanted to kill one another and who wanted to be the best at the biggest time, it was an incredible experience for me. And like, I don't know if I've seen that in wrestling since period right like i can't say i've seen that now to some people that's john cena and randy orton to some people that's john cena C- and cm punk baby yeah some people that's for some people that's john cena and edge for me you know what i yeah, mean I yeah see. like it's like i that's that's for, that's just for some people so like i i i fully agree with you kwan i think wrestling is as big as it's ever been i just i just think that people are naturally inclined to protect what they feel because of what it means to them. It's not even about the facts. It's just more about like what those moments meant to them. Right. WrestleMania yeah. X7, man. Best media. Best media yeah, ever, with man. The, with, the, with one of the worst endings ever, though. Jesus. Yeah, that ending was hilarious, though. Terrible, man. <laughs> was that <laughs> when... It's when Stone Cold turned heel. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He beat the rock and then... The power trip. Yeah. That power trip was fire, though. I they had a rematch of the, the Father of Monday. I hated. I, hated I love the power trip. power trip. Like I, I never want to see Triple H and Stone Cold rocking with each other. Like they were supposed to be mortal enemies forever. Yeah. Why were they? Why were they together? But Hill Stone Cold was fired to me though. Like Hunter said. Him. Hunter said uh, Stone Cold came to him and was like, "Yo, I need help. Like I don't really know how to do this thing. So that's how that's how the whole thing came together. Because he was like, "Bro, I can't be a heel for real. Like yeah, right, that's yeah. nuts. Like, that's nuts." And look, before we get off this topic, I just want to say, y'all talking about the build for Stone Cold Steve Austin and The Rock, just wait, man. Just wait for a couple months when we start getting that build for Cody versus Roman 2. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. That's, uh, Cody just going to lose again. It's tough. Yeah, he that's is. Gonna be, yeah. That's going to be. Yo, he is losing, bro. Like, he's Yo, not going to be Cody loses here. that. <laughs> he's going to lose. Losing, bro. If Cody loses that, I will be he's laughing my ass bro, off. I, I will going not shut lose. up about it on this podcast if Cody loses. I'm letting he's you know right now. He's going to lose again, bro. And it's going to yeah. be hilarious. It's, it's I'm so sad. <laughs> so but it's that, like a different that, feeling because we know he's going to lose as opposed yeah. Do we to, though? you know, back in the day. Yeah, he's going to lose. I mean, look, <laughs> that, obviously that's what's leaking right now that uh, like I, I didn't plan on talking about this, but since we own it, let's talk about it. Like that's what's leaking right now. That Cody and Roman part two is probably going to happen at WrestleMania, and the plan is for Cody to lose. Now, if that happens, I'm gonna laugh my ass out. I'm not gonna shut up about it. I'm gonna be on this podcast every day laughing at y'all because Cody lost. But they could just be leaking that just to you know throw us off, and then Cody could win that. I honestly think that the leaks are real. Um, they could be throwing us off, but it makes a lot of sense to me. If you have CM Punk returning. I think the biggest WrestleMania that you could possibly book is CM Punk versus Roman Reigns. That's just—I mean, come on! It just That's spells itself. Fast, I'm just, but I'm—I'm I'm right, I'm just right. saying though. I don't think it's gonna happen this Mania. I think it's gonna I mean, happen Mania 2025. I think they're keep gonna. In mind, though, keep in mind, this is a zero news leak, and we all know this is zero, zero news. news this is <laughs> zero news leak. So let's keep let's let's. This is all. Everything is with a grain of salt. But I mean. When I think about what's gonna book the headlines, CM Punk versus Roman Reigns at WrestleMania, nah. and they want to keep and they want to keep Roman Reigns. Um, they want to have him be the longest champion 
ever since Sam Bruno San Martino and Hulk Hogan. So it's just like, why not kill two birds with one stone? He's already wrestling eleven matches. Like, what's yeah, another, what's another year? We already got how how long other did Bruno stars? have the title? For like Bruno five for years, like dog. Ten years, bro. Like he's yeah, not beating I, Bruno. That's what I thought. I thought it was like ten or something crazy. He definitely gonna beat was, Hulk Hogan's joint. It was a long for bro. sure. Yeah, but or, he's or not beating Bruno. Bruno. If, Bruno, bro. Yeah. I don't even think Roman got ten more years in him to wrestle, let alone beating yeah. a title reign for ten years. That's crazy. Roman no Roman no versus way. Punk is is the top draw in my opinion right now. Look, I mean, we we, we gonna we'll, we'll get to WrestleMania main events a little later. But, yo, I want to hear from y'all at home, man. Let me know. Do you think that we are in a wrestling boom period? Is this the new golden era, or is the 90s untouchable like these two fellas seem to believe? Uh, Actually, no. Only Cooley believes that. Only Cooley Yeah, I do not believe that. Sylvan is with me. Sylvan is playing devil's advocate, but Sylvan is with me on this. Yeah, I really am. He definitely believes that today's era is. I said we in the boom era. I I do. I honestly, I selfishly. but you also think the 90s is untouchable. I selfishly of course, that's my like, opinion, though. That's, that's my opinion, though. <laughs> I, self, I selfishly, <clears throat> I selfishly like, this is my favorite era of wrestling ever. Like, I like this more than the Attitude Era. Like, I, I, I like the stars better more than the Attitude Era. Like, as a you whole, like, as a whole. You like this wrestling era or just WWE era? Uh, wrestling as a whole to me. As a wrestling whole? As a whole. We got some, wrestling we got some snitches in this area. So I, <laughs> I need Brian to, Brian to embrace Davis. being a snitch. I need it, dog. Yo, I need it so bad, bro. Hey, Look. one day we're going to come on this podcast. Wait, wait, I'm sorry. Before you go. One day we're going to come on this podcast and keep it real about how much of the Attitude Era was really Stone Cold Steve Austin and Vince McMahon and all these beautiful things that we love to remember and how much of it was uh, Terrible. about Venus getting his dick cut off and Mae Young giving birth to a hand. It was yeah. horrible It was a whole lines. lot of trash back then, yeah. too. Like, yeah. We yeah, always sure. ignore all that. For we, sure. We ignore I think all that of, just to show I love think, to the rock. I think most of the storylines back then were just a few weeks, a month's worth of shock value. Everything was shock yeah, value. Facts. So it was yep. on the go. If I'm so, being honest, the ruthless aggression angles were worse than Attitude Era. That's just me, though. <laughs> like, when you really think about it, those angles in ruthless aggression were just, like, really, like, overboard, dog. Remember it was like... Kurt Angle got chokeslammed <laughs> off the stage. <laughs> he, was, <laughs> he was laid out on the ground, like, uh, blood around his head. I'm like, yo. So, yo, this is going too far, uh, dog. Like, Triple H is raping, like, a corpse. Oh, you yeah, can't say man. that. Great, 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 graping, graping a, a a corpse. It's it's tough, man. Um, yeah. That's neither here nor there. Um, speaking of the old times, I really hate to get on this pod and bash AEW first and foremost. I, I really no, you hate don't. it. Do you? I really hate it. I don't like cool, it. you hear this nigga, man. I don't like it. It doesn't feel good. It doesn't feel good at this point. I feel like a bully now. Like, at first I felt like someone who was keeping it real. Now I feel like, I feel like a really mean person <laughs> coming on this podcast and bullying AEW. But, man, I, I want to bring something up, man. Um, you know, a couple podcasts ago, Quan came on and made a statement that I didn't really agree with. <clears throat> I thought it was a little ludicrous. I was I was like, you know, it's a little bit too early to tell, but he basically said that Edge Edge's run in AEW is a flop. Now, I said, yo, I don't I don't know about that, bro. I don't know. Like he just got here. Um we got more we have time to really see how this plays out. We we had just came off of full gear, so we saw the mm-hmm. the three on three match and you know Nick Wayne getting capped and um just feeling like okay, this is a cool start to see where this edge versus Christian feud goes, right? Now, I wanna I wanna preface this by saying that Edge going to AEW, I fully understood. I got it. He's at the tail end of his career. It's cool. I thought it was the biggest acquisition that he had, that AEW had gotten to this point. And clearly the ratings and the numbers are not showing that. Um, I'm pretty sure it's because of the name of Adam Copeland not being a draw anywhere on God's green earth outside of wrestling fans. And I'm also pretty sure it's because WWE is just having a surge unlike no other.